0: Well, good evening, you're so welcome to heart in the home. Have you ever wondered how to pray or, or thought you're not very good when it comes to prayer or think it's some sort of weird thing, say for the vicar or the pastor, they can do that. Never thought you had the right words that God was looking for. You know, last week I heard some of the best advice I've ever heard on prayer. And as really simple as this, keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. And this came up as part of our heart group uh, last Thursday. And Becky will share a little bit more about heart groups and at the end and how you can get involved in them. And I, we would love you to join us and be part of, of, not just creating a crowd, but a community of people together, journeying together. And as part of the heart group, we're looking at the prayer course, which is from an organization called the 24 seven prayer, which is founded by a guy called Pete Gregg. And ever since last Thursday, I've been pondering this advice keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. And it's been really sort of play on my mind, working it through. I've started to read Pete Greg's book uh, called How to Pray A Simple Guide for Normal People. In fact, you know what? Why not? If you share. Uh, and, and comment on this video on our Facebook page. I will pick one person around and I'll send you a free copy of the book. I'll be in touch with you. And you can have a free copy of How to Pray, um, a, a simple guide for normal people by Pete Gregg. And I'll send it to you. But as I've been thinking through the advice of keep it, keep it simple, keep it real, keep it up. Ah, it's spoken to me a lot. I sort of felt that I should share on it this evening. And in the book of How to Pray by Pete Gregg, he writes this. The best advice I ever received about how to, pray, how to pray was this. Keep it simple, keep it real and keep up. You've got to keep it simple. So, in a, so that the most natural thing in the world doesn't become complicated, weird and intense. You've got to keep it real because when, you're, when life hurts like hell and you're going to be tempted to pretend you're fine, And then other times when you make a mess of things, you're going to be tempted to hide from God, which never really works. And end up hiding from yourself, which actually works quite well. And you've got to keep up because life is tough and the battle is fierce and God is not an algorithm. The journey of faith demands a certain bloody mindedness of us, or not least in the realm of prayer. And so I want just briefly this evening to delve into the, each part of the advice on how to pray. So firstly, keep it simple. This is something that Jesus actually tells us to do. He warns against overcomplicated, long-winded prayer. Look at what Jesus says in Matthew 6, uh, verses 7 to 13. I love how it's put in the message version. Listen to this. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for all that nonsense. This is your Father you're dealing with and he knows better. He knows better than what you need. But with a God like that. A God like this loving you You can pray very simply. And this is just before Jesus teaches the disciples what we call the Lord's Prayer, which, as Justin Welby, the Archbishop of Canterbury, once said, the Lord's Prayer is simple enough to be memorised by small children, and yet profound enough to sustain a whole lifetime of prayer. You know, there are a few rules when it comes to prayer. No, I've had genuinely had incredible prayer times sat on the toilet. Yes, I did just say that. You can pray anywhere about anything as much as you can. You don't have to close your eyes. Again, I've had incredible times with God whilst driving the car. And other road users, I'm sure, are glad I didn't close my eyes and I didn't put my hands together but kept them on the steering wheel. You don't have to dress a certain way or go through any rituals, but simply come truthfully, simply, directly, communicating with God. That's not to say that there are not some things which people find helpful in praying. For example, the whole closing your eyes thing is, is to help with stopping you being distracted. Sometimes being in nature or being with others can help when it comes to, to prayer but don't box prayer in don't limit the ways in which you and god can interact and grow in relationship keep it simple secondly keep it real you know jesus tells this story um, this parable in in luke chapter 18 verses 9 to 14 it says two men went up to the temple to pray one a pharisee and the other a tax collector a tax man the Pharisee posed and prayed like this: "Oh God, I thank you that I am not like these other peoples—the robbers, the crooks, the adulterers—or heaven forbid, like that taxman. I fast twice a week and tithe all my income." Meanwhile, the taxman slumped in the shadows, his face in his hands, not daring to look up and say, "God." Give mercy, forgive me, a sinner. Jesus, coming to the taxman, not the other, went home made right with God. There's a monk called Thomas Merton who once said, "God is far too real to meet met anywhere other than in reality." You know, God is not scared of the real you. He's big enough to handle the worst of you. You know, God wants to be part of all you go through and all that happens in your life. You know, when life is pants and you know those things that you're sort of taught when you're a child, oh, you shouldn't say that's a naughty word or or you know those words that maybe you shouldn't say as a Christian. You know, but when things get rough and all hell is breaking loose in your life and actually you're feeling, a, uh, how you're feeling and bringing that to God is is actually, you're not thinking great things. Your maybe words might not be a the most appropriate at times, but you just want to share them, you want to shout them, you want to sort of really get real with God and share from a place of brokenness and, and, and desperation, of hurt, of pain, of anger. God handles that. You know, the Bible is a lot more real about the struggles that we face in life than most churches are. And there's a whole thing in the Bible which is called lament. Which is often so missing in a church. And lament is a, a deep crying out to God, grieving of loss or, or of injustice, grieving and, or loss, crying out to God about the way things are. Asking those sorts of questions like, God, where are you? Don't you care? But so often as Christians, we can say, oh, well, everything works out for good. God has a plan, so there must be something barren. That is all true, though I'm not dismissing that as truth. But there are actually times when that sort of stuff is used to push down the true emotion about what's happening. To almost deny the hurt and the pain? But we need to process that. We need to process that with God. God can handle the angry, hangry you. He can handle the snotty, tearful mess. He can handle the questions. And so often, this is what we see in the Bible, is that people are crying out to God, asking, where are you? The Psalms, so many of them are full of, God, where are you? What are you doing in this situation? All these people are ganging up against you. Where are you, God? And in Psalm 55, verse 17, it says this, Evening and morning and noon, I will complain and murmur, and he will hear my voice. God will listen to the complaint, the anger and the shouting and the the grief and the question. God can handle the real you. Pete Gregg says in his book, How to Pray. The truly remarkable thing about all the rude, irreverent, self-pitying prayer recording in the Bible is not that they were prayed in the first place, but they were never redacted from the text. And your joys and sorrow. In the hurt and the pain and the celebrations. In the questions and the declarations. In the good and the bad and the ugly. The tearful and the smile. In the mess and in the mountaintops. God wants the real you. Not just the highlights. Not just the person maybe that you're putting on that, that front of the mask that you're wearing from the world around. But the real you cs lewis wrote what seem our worst prayers may really be in god's eyes our best those which are, are least supported by some devotional feeling these may cut, but actually those that come from a deeper level than feeling god sometimes seems to speak to us the most intimately when he catches us as it were off guard keep it simple keep it real Thirdly, keep it up. No matter how simple or real it can be, it could be so easy to lose heart. And the temptation can be to give up when it seems our prayers are not working. But it's not enough just to keep it simple and keep it real. We need to keep it up. Even the disappointments with a delayed or unanswered prayer. You know, Pete Gregg describes prayer like stacking dominoes we pray the same thing a hundred times before suddenly the whole thing comes crashing down the breakthrough occurs the miracle happens and it's not that finally we found the right formula to sort of win from god the blessing of god it's simply that we didn't give up praying one prayer too soon And Jesus says to disciples in Luke chapter 18, verse 1, that at all times they ought to pray and not lose heart. Not lose heart, but keep it up. And one of the keys to keeping up is the daily discipline, I believe, of a quiet time. And Jesus says in Mark chapter 6, verse 31, he said to his disciples, come away by yourself to a secluded place and rest for a while. But like any healthy habit, it requires discipline. From exercise to healthy eating to time management, they require discipline. And quiet times are exactly the same. You can't grow in prayer without some measure of effort, discomfort, self-discipline and self-denial. Again, Pete Gregg, it's a cracking book. Like and share, and comment, and you'll get one. Just as you cannot physically get fit without regular exercise and a healthy diet, so spiritual growth will be your spiritual growth will be determined to a very uh, significant extent by the prayer exercises you choose or do not choose to establish and sustain. So, but I want to say this: please don't see me as an expert in this, because I'm not. But when I fall out of the healthy rhythm of of spending this quiet time with God and prayer, I have two choices to make. I can carry on not doing it and feel really bad, and so sort I've of gone on a of a guilt trip, self-pity, woe is me. I've got to begin, or I can get back on it and get connecting with God again. And so, a couple of tips I want to give you in terms of a quiet time. And firstly, make it easy. You may hear or read stories of these people who wake up at 4am and and pray for two hours before the start of the day. Now, while it's incredible and admirable and great dedication, but don't start trying that or necessarily aim for that. Find your lane and run in it. Find what works for you. It might be 15 minutes in the morning. You may be a busy parent and you sort of snatch those times when you can. You may prefer before you go to bed or all of the above, but make it easier, make it achievable, set achievable goals, but also make it enjoyable. Maybe it's that nice cup of coffee in the morning with your Bible and it room prayer. Maybe it's that particular chair, the rocking chair or the comfy armchair. Make it enjoyable, create healthy rhythms. Here's three resources that I found particularly helpful. Firstly, is an app called Lectio 365, which is an app for the 24 pray, uh, 7 prayer movement, which actually Becky and I have been using recently, just 10 minutes a day to start our day well. And it's been a good habit that we're trying to keep up with over the last two weeks. I think we've missed a couple of days, but we're keeping going. Secondly, is another app called The Bible in One Year, which is by a guy called Nicky Gumbel, who, who founded the Alpha Course or pioneered with the Alpha Course. And it can be a big undertaking, but you can listen to it all on the app. It's broken down, I think it's about 20 minutes a day if you sort of read it and listen to it. And great way of getting to know God and going deeper in prayer. The third thing is, is another app, which is a Bible app, a great resource. And all of these are free, none of these cost a penny. And the Bible app has loads of little plans on various topics, books of the Bible, different areas of, of life and, and things to grow, in, and they will help you. You can also go to theprayercourse.org and there's a thing called there on there called the Tool Shed. And there's a little uh, bit, of, uh, bit of information that Pete Gregg's put together on how to have a quiet time. But I just want to say, look, don't overcomplicate things. Remember the advice when it comes to pray. prayer. Keep it simple, keep it real and keep it up. And, you know, if you want us to pray with you, drop us a message, put a comment in. We would love to stand with you and pray with you and help you. Just any way we can help you, and just get in touch. We would love to pray with you in whatever that might be for. But I want really encourage you, let's explore prayer. Let's go deeper in prayer. Let's grow but keeping it simple, keeping it real and keeping it up. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the awesome privilege of prayer. And God, I pray that you will help each person watching, that they might go deeper and further and grow in their walk with you, in their prayer life. I pray that you'll break any uh, perceptions of what prayer should be or things that might hold us back from really going deep in our prayer and start to realise the simplicity of, of communicating with you. So I pray you'll help each person by the power of your Holy Spirit, that we might really delve deeper and learn again how to pray, or maybe for the first time, and grow in a relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen.